Hello and welcome to All Things Albion, the podcast dedicated to West Bromwich Albion. Please welcome my co-host, S-T-E-V-E-E. Come and have a chat with me, S-T-E-E-V-E. Come and have a chat with me. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. How are you, mate? My head's gone. My head's gone after that. I don't know what's going on. Is it the game? Is it the game? I'm bloody shaking. Well, well, both. I mean, the song was impressive, but my God. What a what a game! What a game of football! Oh, the boys, blimey! I, honestly, I'm I'm still high on adrenaline. I think I couldn't believe it. my arms, my my biceps are still aching from the the fist punching at the end of that game when that third goal went in. Oh, no. I just I just went I just freaked out, just freaked out completely. Yeah, it was amazing. So, wasn't yes. it? so anyway, I don't want to I don't want to creep into talking about the game too early, mate, but. Uh, my word, I ain't come down. I ain't come down yet. I am gonna have some beer tonight. I don't care. <laughs> Good lad. So um usually we start with the games, but I think after that exciting game, after how amazing it was, how after how much we want to talk about it, let's go to the off field stuff. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. We'll oh, start with it. We'll be doing the games. Let's do the game the for Grot, for God's sake. So we uh no timestamp. Timestamp. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Good we date. um yeah, date stamp, thank you. We're recording this on the fourteenth of January, uh, after a triumphant win, three two against Luton, two nil down uh, early on. I think it was twelve minutes or something like that. Um and then so, but surely started to creep back into the game. Uh, we had a couple of chances. DK hit the bar. DK finally scored a good ball from Dara O'Shea, I believe. And then uh, Malumbi made it 2-2. And then the icing on the cake, uh, Connor Townsend lurking in at the far post. It was amazing. I was anyway, on the floor at that stage. It was amazing. It was incredible. And um, so we won 3-2. I think as a recording, we're now sixth in the league. We are in the playoffs. For the which I think is unbelievable considering where we were not that long ago. Are you watching Steve? <laughs> yeah, 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 we're going to come on to him in a bit because he's been he's been doing podcasts, not this yeah, one. Yeah, um, Anyway, before we get onto all that rubbish, it's just incredible. I've just uh, not long ago tweeted and, and Facebook posted just saying, um, you know, I know we've got the off-field stuff, but I, I couldn't be more proud to be a baggy tonight and. I'd imagine you share that sentiment, mate. I absolutely do. I mean, well, I was worried. I was I was really nervous. I was, in fact, I was probably, well, almost certainly way more nervous than the players were, although they started a little bit nervy, uh, nervy in the game, I think it's fair to say. But uh, honestly, I was, I, was, I, was, I was on tenterhooks because I was thinking, oh, this is such a big game now. Um. I don't really know why I was. I've, I've started to come to that uh, that conclusion. But Luton away, top of their form, a team that wants to do exactly what we what we want to do, shared goals, and they're at home, and we've had a really tumultuous last game, um, and we've lost we've lost BTA for for three games. So that's the first of the three games. That we've lost him for. I was really sort of, I don't know, I, my knees were wobbling. I was thinking, I ain't been ner- as nervous as this for, for donkey's years. Um, probably the last Albion game where there was something really, really on it again. Like, you know, but um, but yeah, anyway, enough enough about that. Enough about my collie wobbles. But uh, 
we started off and um well i've got to be honest with you i thought to myself oh, and I, I was nervous with justification here because luton started off like well like a blue house on fire didn't they yeah um i think it was it was probably what 10 or 11 minutes i think and they were tuning up and uh, they were dominating us with their um, their forward play they were just coming at us in waves and, and we just hadn't got set it looked like we hadn't got set we weren't we weren't keeping the ball high enough up the pitch we just kept kept having to sort of repel um, waves of their attack. So, so yeah, 2-0 down. And strangely enough, I thought to myself, well, you know, 2-0 down after, I don't know, say say 11 minutes, 12 minutes. The one saving grace that occurred to me um, was, well, we've still got like two-thirds of the game to play. So, you know, if we can get ourselves sorted out, at least we can, we've still got time to compete. Um, I've, got to, I've got to say, I thought, um, <laughs> I thought, I thought our fullbacks did really well today. Um, after that initial onslaught, um, they've been, they're coming for some criticism, to be honest with you, but um, they did well today. Uh, Darrow O'Shea was a giant at the back. I mean, the more he plays with... Um, Eric Peters, the more he looks like the main man. I mean, that's not to criticise Eric Peters because he had probably his best game in the uh, in the Albion strip today that I that I remember. Very very good, very calm, um, and he, he's he's knocking on a bit ease, and that was a high pressure game for him to cope with. So he did really well. So yeah, the, the back. It seems strange, but I mean, after twelve minutes being two 0 down and on praising praising the defence, um, but to be fair. I, Honestly, I don't think there was a lot they could do. I don't think those two goals were, were just superbly taken goals. Um, and and then I was, but I was worried at that stage. I thought, God, this could be anything. Two 0 down after ten to 12, ten or twelve minutes, it could be anything if we don't sort ourselves out. Um, but anyway, pretty much after that, it's sort of like a, a, a switch was flicked, and and we took over the game, um, and we just started. We just set ourselves. It was like almost like the hypnosis kicked in. You know, something triggered it to say, right, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to keep our shape and we're going to start doing what we do. And that's the difference between now and previously, before Triple C. Uh, because before the cousin came in, we'd have just folded and we'd have been 5 0 down at full time. Yeah. Uh, but after you, you could see that what something he's doing psychologically to these these lads on the pitch is there is there is a a, a, a switch in their brains that says we are going to do this and we are going to follow the process we're going to follow the system and they do it and you can see you can see the shape on the pitch you can see them moving around the pitch and you can see changes sort of changes in the way that they're doing things. I mean, Townsend coming in narrow. Um, Wallace coming in narrow sometimes as well to provide somebody in the middle of the park it, it, up front. I, I, I was, I'm really impressed. I mean, uh, this is a revolution beyond anything that I've seen before. I mean, bear in mind he's coming sort of semi-mid-season uh, and and wrought these sort of changes. The man, the man is well. We just got to keep him. I don't care West Ham. Or anybody getting getting interested in, they can forget it. I think I'm going to I mean, lose my mind if 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 we lose him now this season. 
So anyway, I'm, I'm straying off, and, and I am, you can tell I'm on a high uh, because of the way I'm talking. To, to be fair, um, I thought Phillips was immense uh, today. He, he was just all energy. This is the bloke who just mere months ago, we were saying, God, let's just ship this bloke out because A, he's, he only plays about a third of the season or, or perhaps two thirds of the season if we're lucky. And B, when he is there, he looks lethargic and not interested and can't be doing any, can't be bothered to do anything. And look, what a transformation in this bloke. What on earth is going on? What are they feeding these people? And, and what was what was Brucey feeding them? Lord. I, I don't know. But they, to be fair, it's I think it's belief. You know, we talked so much about inspiration and belief. Brilliant. And I think the players trust in the process now. I think they, they genuinely, um, you know, trust Triple C, trust his decision-making and go with the process. And, and over the game, yeah, initially we struggled. After that, it was just all us. Yeah, they had little moments, but we were just all over them. I mean, at the start of the second half, we were camped in their, their half. You know, it was attack versus defence. It was incredible. The change around was incredible. And I, I can't compliment Triple C and the players enough because it's it's just, it's fantastic. You know, it's so, it's so great. I mean, you know, if we'd have won that game 3-0, that's fun. That's great. And that would have been amazing. But what a way to win, you know, to come from 2-0 down and have that resilience and have that belief and fight. I couldn't be more proud of the players. Well, to, to be fair, I mean, that's two real ding-dongs now. Yeah. Chesterfield, absolute ding dong, and now this another one, and we've 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 drawn one which felt like a win. Let's be honest. When BTA put that last one in, it's just incredible. The the the, the games that we've just drawn against Chesterfield and then won against Luton. If you don't feel high on being a baggy after those two games, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to make you high. I've got to be honest with you. Um, I'm just trying to think of the other. I mean, Malumbi. Now, I was, I was. Uh, I'm not too sure about this signing. Have we just signed this bloke because he sneaked in under the radar of, of appearances? The bloke. He is a Duracell bunny. The dynamo. But yeah, he the is dynamo. A Duracell bunny. He's like, he never stops. And that goal, the fact that he got that goal, I was so proud of him. It's yeah. isn't it great. Isn't it great that a player that you've got doubts about when they win you over like he has? It's yeah. just Especially a great mention feeling. Especially Garner as well, because he did stick his head in where it hurts for that it, sort of goal now scramble. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, that's somebody else you've mentioned. You know, Dean Garner comes on, and, and I was a bit, oh, he's lost the ball, oh, he's lost the ball. And then then he throws himself into that. And, uh, I mean, to be perfectly honest, the goalkeeper clonked him um, then. And I was thinking to myself, well, if, this, if we don't score from this, it's a penalty. Yeah, uh, but I doubt it would have been. To be fair, but uh, well, the referee was shocking. Well, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't six know minutes, the... six I... minutes injury time. What what clock was he watching? Well, fair enough, fair enough. But but honestly, I, I thought it. I thought he was one of the better referees that we've had this season. I thought I honestly did throughout the game. Some of his sort of like letting game, letting the letting yeah, the play continue. Yeah, and you know, and the fouls that we we actually had some fouls given for us which were fouls but they were quite subtle and it was really getting up Luton's supporters noses which is a which is a big plus and it really I mean uh, they were sort of like they were they were losing their hats weren't they the hatters yeah. and um 
so yeah, it, it was great. I, I, there are other players, I'm sure. On I'm in DK. Was that the first ninety minutes he's played for us? And he had to as well because no BTA or Grant. Yeah, he was blowing out his ass as well, wasn't he? You know, it's, <laughs> it's, you could see he was. You could see he was. I thought to myself, he looks like I'd be. <laughs> but he was bent over, thinking, yeah. oh, uh, let me get my breath. But he did ninety minutes for us, and that's the first ninety minutes he's played for us, and. He's only been here a year, and uh, you know. So, <laughs> so I was impressed with uh, with DK. I mean, he you know he, he hit the bar, didn't he? And obviously, he scored his goal. And really, that was a cheeky goal. That was to to get. I like. I loved that goal, yeah. and that made a massive difference. The, the uplift in our team when he got that goal. He carried on running. He wasn't going to let it miss the goal. And I think it was probably that that uh, that put the cap on it for me. Brilliant, brilliant performance, and. As as always, Wallace was great. I've, I've praised Phillips. In fact, I don't think there's anybody that doesn't deserve praise, to be honest with you. Um, so I thought Swift uh, is the only one that I was hoping, that I was thinking, well, all of these other ones can produce the that, that extra bit of dynamite. Then Swifty, it's up to you. Um, but, you know, I got, I, what can I say? Great. We, we, did, we did really well. And the substitutions were apt, they were well-timed, and they did their jobs. Um, and it's everything came together today to produce just a wonderful feeling, and I'm going to hit the Bathams like there ain't a tomorrow. In fact, I may hit it so hard that it won't be a tomorrow. <laughs> so um, I want to firstly go to a couple of comments from Have Your Say uh, about the game. So, Kelvin Guy, thank you for your comment. He said, can't begin uh, to put into words how proud I am of our baggy boys. Come from 2-0 down to win 3-2 or 2-3. What a performance, Blumby. Man of the match, easy. And then on Twitter, uh, still in awe of how good Corbran is at in-game management and his excellent use of substitutes. And that's at Sports Guy Jeremy. Um, I just, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I just, you know. Two spot, on, still, two spot on comments. Yeah. You know, it, if you're going to give Mullumby man of the match, and you you probably should, to be fair, uh, but it's that match up in the middle. It's Mullumby and Yukoslu. It's although Yukoslu was less prominent today it, than he has been. Um, Mullumby was was the one that sort of took over the mantle. So it's like they've got the ability to be able to. One week it's me. And then the next week it's you. We've got we've actually got that combo in the middle of the park. And for yeah. so long, for so long we haven't had that. You know, we haven't had the creator and the the battler. Um, it's been a while, isn't it? Really. Yeah, it has. So uh, yeah, it's 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 heartening. I don't. I, I sound like I'm I'm worried that I sound like I'm going completely over the top, but I'm just talking about this game, um, and I'm not going to go over to, over the top about anything else other than this game. Uh, but Triple C, the bloke is the bloke is a genius. We must pull out all the stops to make sure that this bloke is our manager for uh, for years to come. Because we, we, you can build a club around a manager like this, like we did Gary Megson. I've said it before. He's Megson-esque. In fact, honestly, the impact that this bloke is having is well, it's it's getting towards being even more impactive that it's just transformed individual players that were already here and sluggard, sluggardly into, well, there's one or two of them look 
looked like they could hold their own in the Premier League to me. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. So we've heard uh, what all things Halbin has to say. So let's go to um, the powerhouse of management. And I actually mean that honestly rather than Steve Bruce and it was ironic. Um, Carlos Corbran, Triple C. He said, I'm very pleased for the players because they put in an unbelievable effort. They showed resilience in their mentality and I'm very pleased to see all of their effort in the game got us three points. It means a lot to the fan. It means a lot that the fans can celebrate. The support they're giving us is the best moment every player can have. Today shows the challenge we have, which gives even more value to the character of the players to show the spirit they are putting in the game in order to win. It's not easy to do what they did today. I am so pleased for them. The contributions of many players all over the pitch was very high. They were aggressive. I did not see one player that was competing today in the level that the game was demanding. It did not give, we did not give up at any moment. We kept on believing the players kept on insisting on doing the things they have brought to success over the last few weeks and months. It was very difficult because we conceded two goals in 10 minutes without really suffering in defence. At the same time, we were creating chances to score ourselves, something we couldn't do in the first 30 minutes. We continued to show our identity in our organisation and the way we like to play. We didn't get frustrated. We kept on doing the correct things. The players kept believing in themselves and that was necessary to get a positive result. Um, Something I want to say as well is how refreshing it is not just to be winning but also to have a manager who has a philosophy i mean that's a word that's banded around a lot in in football but i do, I do genuinely believe you know triple c does have a philosophy and he has a way he wants to play and it's so nice he's putting that stamp on the squad uh i don't want to come across as a sydney sycophantic here but <laughs> Those days have come and gone, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we love Triple C. <laughs> but, but what can you say about a bloke who, who is right all the time? You know, I, it, yeah. that little speech there, that little interview or, or, or that answer to a question, whatever it was, that monologue, was so spot on. And, and it sort of like really shines a light on exactly what we're all feeling about those players because he was proud of them. I mean, he might not have said the word proud, but he was proud of them players at the end of that game. Well, all the way through it, probably. Just the way I'm feeling about it now. I'm proud of them. I mean, I'm old enough to be their bloody granddads, most of them. But, you know, but, or, but certain, you know, even the older ones, I'm, I'm old enough to be the dad. But it's like, the way I feel about it is I'm proud of them. Because for so long I've been banging on about what a club like West Bromwich Albion needs because of its its history of poor management and poor direction and poor ownership. Because of that, what we need is to produce a group of players who are more than the sum of their parts. And we need a captain of the ship. And I'm not talking about on the you know the team captain yeah, now. I'm talking about the bloke at the top. We need inspiration in order to you do not get a team that is more than the sum of its parts without an inspirational man at the tiller. And we've yeah. got one. We have got one. And he must be given the opportunity of taking this club as far as his capability allow him. And I want him to be here 
well, for the rest of my bloody life, it's because he's made such an impact. Honestly, Mike, he's made such no, an impact. No, he has. No, I'm the same. I want him to do it for the rest of my life, mate. Yeah, man, you think about the whole club is just utterly different to the way it was two short months ago. Yeah. It it's just bears no, rela- no comparison to the way it was before. We were all dragging our asses along the floor. And now look at us. Cloud night. After today's performance, your, your expectations of them. Now, you, you honestly believe they can do anything? After turning that around against a good team on their patch. patch. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just... Well, I just feel elated because of it. And what he said there, he's spot on. Or oh, everywhere, everywhere, they just, they just put the necks on the block and they just work the row out for each other. And the way he talks about the fans, I heard somebody talk about the fans, uh, like Triple C does. Well, I think it was Gary Megson. It was, it was, it was the last one who did it. And the echoes, the echoes that I feel. Um, I mean, we've had some imp- impacted managers. I remember Ray Harford when he turned up at the Albion. He made a big impact. He didn't stay long enough. He was whisked off to QPR, I think, one time or something. But he was—he had a massive impact, but it wasn't there long enough for us to really feel it for any length of time. And then then the next one that really, really made an impact to me was Gary Megson. And God bless him. He's, he's got a place in the in the annals of history up the Hawthorns. And he, they ought to have a picture three yards wide by six yards tall. Of, of Sir Gary and the, I, ju- I just feel it in my water this bloke's the same yeah. and we've got to keep him here and keep his ambitions in our minds so that we can satisfy his ambitions as well as our own Yeah. unsurprisingly Triple C and Alex Palmer have been nominated for obviously manager and player of the month for December um, like I said they, they deserve it um, so yeah just to wrap a bow on the game um, just over the moon. I don't know if we uh, we portrayed that. I think possibly uh, we're impressed. <laughs> yeah. People so, might ping it. <laughs> so let's go into some uh, some other news. So the uh, first thing I want to do um, is is talk about Sil Regis. Uh, it's I think today is the five year anniversary of his death. Um, what a, an amazing player, an Albion legend. Well. He's one of those players in my who live who will live forever in my memory. Um, I'll, I'll always always remember him as a wonderful wonderful player. I mean, he defeated into this team the way this yeah. team's playing now. Um, he was just an explosion. He was like a controlled explosion, Cyril. And um, he, he, people didn't know what he was unplayable. He was unplayable most of the time that, that he that he played for us. So uh, defenders must have hated, hated being up against Cyril Regis. Um, and yeah, I, 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 uh, I, I miss seeing him around the ground. Um, I used to see him, used to see him quite a fair amount of times around the ground, sort of, because uh, he used to do his charity work, hadn't he? And uh, and he, and he was he was he was around the game a fair bit. It seems to be it seems to be latterly. Um, before he passed, and um, yeah, it's a tragic thing, mate. It's, I'll always treasure the memories. Um, you know, the goal against Norwich is iconic. Um, we just, uh, 
we miss him terribly, don't we? We always will. Yeah. And we'd also um, like to pass our condolences on to uh, Matty from the WBA. Uh, he's, he's run the page WBA Banter, whose mom sadly passed away um, recently. Um, he asked us if we could uh, just ask any West Brom fans that are going to the game against Chesterfield if they wouldn't mind doing a round of applause on the 61st minute. Um because that was the age she sadly passed away. Um, so, yeah, if you are going to the Chesterfield game and you would kindly wouldn't mind getting involved um, just to do a, a round of applause, it would be really appreciated um, by Matty and, and, and us as well as, you know, it'd be uh, it'd be really nice thought. So thank you. And, you know, if you could get involved in that, I'd really appreciate it. Well, I certainly will. Thanks, mate, because you're going to the Chesterfield game, aren't you? Yes, I should, I should be there. Yeah, I've sorted it out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's, let's move on to some... Uh, sort of off-field stuff now um the first thing i want to talk about is uh obviously you just we just mentioned the chesterfield um replay that's happening this tuesday um it looks well it's been drawn that we'll be either playing bristol city or swansea in the fourth round if we beat chesterfield so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that um, I'd also like to come to a comment from Richard Plant. Uh, he said, Malumbi is an unsung hero. That guy has been colossal the last few weeks. Last season, I thought he was rubbish, not going to lie, but he's proven me wrong. I think he's proven a lot of people wrong, to be fair. So let's go to some more transfer news now. Um, so I think the best way to start, we've talked a lot about Josh Griffiths. We um, even put a post out on social media, or I did put a post out on social media saying, you know, should we recall him? Well, he has been recalled now. He's been recalled from Portsmouth, um, and according to Triple C, he looks like he's staying to compete um, for, you know, sort of the bench or possibly number one. I know that Alex Palmer um, is quite rightly cemented in that number one position at the moment, but I think given how poor Button has been, it might be good to see Griffiths on the bench. It looks like Ted Khan um, is going to be sent out on loan to make space for Griffiths but yeah it looks like he's coming back and and I, I think it's something that we I mean I was quite we were quite shocked at the start of the season weren't we the fact that um he was sent out on loan because everything Steve Bruce was saying that the three of them were going to compete for the number one shirt and the next thing we knew Griffiths was sent out on loan so it's good that he's now back and I think as part of his development it's good that he's going to be able to compete for the number one shirt at the Albion well, anything anything that moves him into contention for me is a good thing. It, as you said, I mean, you, it, it was something like that. I don't know. I don't know what Steve Bruce uh, thought of it uh, when, after he'd made that statement, that the next thing he did was, uh, or the next thing that the club did was send him out on loan. You say something like that, and then and then the club does that, and it can only be financial. And yeah, I understand. Yeah, he's a young. I mean, he's only twenty one, I think. So yeah, he, he needs game time. He, uh, and I understand that, but it, it was just the timing of it. You know, Steve, Steve Bruce is saying that uh, for some reason at that stage, bu- buttons number one. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know my feelings on uh, on, on number ones on uh, in goalkeepers. You don't have that. I mean, they wear the number one shirt. But it, Griffiths is going to come and he's going to compete on a day to day basis for that shirt on the on the Saturday. I hope uh, that's not to say definitely not to say that I've got any complaints about Palmer. Today he had absolutely no chance with either of the goals that went in um, and um, and I just think he's a superb goalkeeper. For me he's probably the best at the club by a street at yeah. the moment but uh, I just want to see another one of our own competing 
uh, and uh, for some reason, Button got a a new contract, and was it a new three-year contract? Two-year contract, I believe, at the start of the season, which just uh, doesn't. But at least sense. it was a two years. At least it was two years. And again, this sounds like I'm really having a go at him, and, and personally, I've got nothing against him, but it's the decisions that are made around around him that knock me. Um, I think it. I think. Not said anyway. If, if, yeah, from if, me. If from me, least, anyway. Yeah. If Lise Griffiths is there, I think it does give us all a little bit more of a, you know, reassurance that if the worst was to happen and Palmer was to, you know, get a ban or get injured, at least we. It'd be exciting to see Griffiths come in and and have have his chance because nothing against David Button, but I think we all know what he's about, and I don't think he's quite up to this level. Um, speaking of not being up to this level. Uh, Ken Zahor, uh, Triple C, was talking about him and, um, yeah, the worst West Brom strike, well, I'd say the worst, Jordan Hugo, I don't know, anyway, um, in recent well, times, one of our worst signings. Yeah, at least he got on the pitch, Hugo. Yeah, true. Um, so, Triple C basically said that um, he needs a change, whether it's a change of scenery or if it's a change of routine but he needs a change. And I th- what I read from that was he, w- he needs a change of club, basically, uh, which is understandable. Uh, there is rumours that are circulating that we're looking to end his contract in January. And personally, I don't think it could come soon enough. Um, so, yeah, I think the the sooner we see the back of Zahor, the better. And hopefully it will free up some wages to try and get somebody in because that's something that we do need. Is I think we do need... You know, it would be nice for Triple C to be able to bring in one or two players because you know he has put his stamp on the squad, and it'd be nice for him to be able to continue that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Zoho reminding at the club to me is is basically a morale Hoover. It's, yeah. It, you know, just the fact that he's there, the fact that he's you know, I, I mean, I don't know day to day what what his presence is during training sessions, but the fact that he's there picking up the, his impressive wages. Um, Periodically, whenever it's weekly or monthly or whatever they do, um, it, it must be a smack in the face to a lot of people, uh, to a lot of the players at that club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another player I want to talk about is um, Quiven Castro. Um, <laughs> so he was on loan at Notts County. Um, that loan wasn't extended. He come back to the club maybe the day later, a day or two later, he got sent out to Gateshead on loan. Um, I can't help but, I couldn't help but laugh because there was a picture of him, like, you know, being presented to Gateshead, like, oh, this is our new sign. And he didn't look over the moon about it whatsoever. And then I watched an interview with him and he just, yeah, he looked quite fed up. Um, Bless him, you know, this was the player that said, West Brom was a stepping stone. He was going to go on to a big club after us. Um, doesn't like his work that way, um, which is a shame well, because you depends know, on how you depends on how you view Gates Ed, really. Well, the, yeah, true. I don't want to be disrespectful. But no, no, I'm not being really. disrespectful. I'm not. I'm not. I was just trying to make a bit of a joke about it. It's like you know, he 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 got big ideas, and and I like that. I like ambition in people. I like players playing for the Albion who who've got ambition and they want to be the best or they want to. You know, I've heard it before. Um, it ain't worked for him, though, has it? Uh, bless him. And, um, well, let's hope for... We've had a miracle so far this season in our turnaround. Perhaps we might have another minor miracle with uh, with Castro. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, true. You never know. Um, 
so the sort of like in terms of more incomings the ones i've heard about uh there's a couple of um liverpool players that were apparently interested in the first one's leighton clarkson um he's wanted by us qpi and aberdeen these are all loan signings uh, and then the other one is cade gordon uh, i believe he's a winger um both sort of youth team players for liverpool um those are the ones that have been banded about and then the other one which I'm pretty sure that Triple C has actually commented on, is uh, Lewis O'Brien, who plays for Nottingham Forest. And I'm pretty sure they've just signed a midfielder recently. Um, and basically, with this, another sort of loan signing. I think it's as you said with John Russell, he doesn't rate Livermore, you know, as, as a player. I think he rates him as a person, but I don't think he rates him as a player. He's, he hasn't been in any sort of you know, league squad since the World Cup break. Um, and I think we're looking for more reinforcements in that area. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to hold my hands up here and say I don't know anything about any of the players that you've just been talking about. To, apart from John Russell, I've heard, I've heard him talked about and read, read various things uh, about him. But the Liverpool players, um, I, I, I don't know anything about at all, really. Um, and 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 Livermore, I'm not going to say anything bad about uh, about Jake, to be honest with you, because you know he has been he has been a solid captain for us. Um, but it, when you look at the way our midfield's ticking along now, uh, and the way we've been when he did start a game, I mean, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking about uh, when we played the Spanish the Spanish team. Uh, when they were yeah. away on the training camp, uh, and he he made a well, he had an assist for him, didn't he? And then uh, and then he started against um, Chesterfield, and uh, and our midfield was less than impressive, wasn't it? Against Chesterfield, certainly, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, they they we relinquished control of the uh, of the midfield against them. So, yeah, it's. It, I think he's another he's another player who's he must think to himself, I've probably got another couple of years contract left in my legs um so it's only right and proper that we give him the opportunity to uh, to go and do that with somebody who uh, who needs a uh, an outstanding professional yeah um let's go to some more comments so firstly tom reese uh said where do you think we need to strengthen in january if anywhere in my opinion the single point of failure if you like in our squad is full backs tgh didn't look comfortable there in the cup with peters being used as center back with short a left back um, I would also have said keeper, but now Griffiths is back. We should be okay. This was that that comment was before today's game, and I know that our fullbacks had a good game, but I I agree. I still think, um, you know, we need a fullback. The other thing I would say is that um, I don't know. I know that you praise Peters and 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 Daro Shea. You know, I don't think they had a bad game, but I think we are definitely missing the physical presence of Ajayi. Or a Bartley, obviously Ajayi came on, didn't he, towards the end of the game to just solid solidify things up and and see out the win. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Um, I don't know what's happening with Bartley. It's all gone quiet. It was you know Triple C talked about him a few weeks ago, but nothing's really come out since. He's out for five weeks. Well, there you go. I'm glad you. <clears throat> so it, I don't know. It's I, I think centre half we might be okay, but I think full back is definitely something we need to strengthen. And then. Do you start to look up front? I know that BTA has, uh, has just served the first of his three-match ban. Um, 
do we do we need another striker? Do we need somebody else to to come in? Grant, you know, I know he's he sort of we we talked about him last week. Uh, he had a thigh injury, I believe, this week, hence why he wasn't in the squad. Um, but I personally don't think he's a striker we can rely on. Um, so yeah, what where, where would you look at if if you could have two or three signings? What what positions would you be looking at? Well, whoever comes in and at what in whatever sort of sector of 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 the pitch, I want quality brought in. I want I want someone who really knows how to play football. I, I just don't want bodies because for so long. Um, We've just bought numbers in. Oh, we need some numbers. We need a head count. Well, we need quality. So go and find quality and bring it in. Because if you find quality and bring it in, it'll make a difference. If you just go and say, well, we need a midfielder, and you go and get a midfielder, and they're not better than what we've got, then it's not going to make a difference to us. Um, the one, the one thing that's that's a little bit scary at the moment is um, the fact that we've only got two strikers, uh, and one of whom is banned, and the other one, it was his first ninety minutes for the for the club today. And so, I mean, and I'm not that's not saying anything against DK. He had a good game today. Worked his row out, scored a goal, and um, really worked their uh, their defence. He had a, he had a good game. Um, but we're we're too light there. We are too light there. Um, so yeah, one you know I, I mentioned it somewhere on Twitter. I think is you know one ban, and we've got a striker crisis. It's like one injury. If it was a longer term injury, five or six weeks again, um, then we'd have a striker crisis, wouldn't we? So we definitely need somebody up front, and I think that's probably the most pressing now. You referred to. Um, Peters, and I think Peters is there time and time again because of two reasons. The way we play, the way we play out from the back, he's pretty good at that, you know. Yeah. He's a calm head, um, and, he, and, he, and he can do that. Uh, and it may well be that, I mean, it might be that, that Carlos is, is wants to get some strength back into Ajayi's legs. Um, but I don't remember Ajayi being particularly adept at the playing out from the back. Um, style mm. and I think that's definitely Triple C's preferred sort of like defensive start the ball rolling sort of tactics uh, and, and Peters does that does that quite well so and at the moment he's doing he's doing it well so I can see I, I can see it if I'm right if, if that's if that's right if that hypothesis is correct then I can see um, I, I, you know I can see what why it's the way it is uh, I think he's probably hoping and waiting for um, for Carl Bartley to come back, you know, because of the impact he had from um, from dead ball situations the last two games he had before uh, the international break. Which is understandable because, you know, if we signed another centre-half and then Carl Bartley comes back and he plays like he was before he left, we are then going to be almost have a embarrassment of riches at centre-half where... Yeah. So it's, it is a difficult one. We'll have to wait and see. But I, I trust Triple C to make the right decisions. Um, yeah, I think so, this is temporary. I think this is temporary as well because under normal circumstances, uh, uh, Peters would be would be our uh, standing left back, wouldn't he? Yeah. 
So let's hear what Triple C, the greatest manager in the world, has to say. Um, so he said, we're in exactly the same. This is sorry, this is to do with transfers. <clears throat> and he believes that our transfers business is going to go to the end of the window. Um, so what he had to say was, we're in exactly the same situation. We keep analysing the market because there might be one thing you'd like to do, but the market doesn't allow you to do it because you must adapt to the timings. The timings don't just depend on the departures of the club. It depends on the possibilities of the clubs. If they're thinking about making a loan, if they want to sell a player, always the clubs want someone in before they allow someone to go. This is a typical situation in football that you never allow players to leave before you have someone to replace the player or the position that you want to cover. This is normal. That's why always in football, the maximum number of transfers always appear in the last minutes, hours of the market. It's something that as a coach, you don't like because you'd like cover. You'd like to cover the need and the longer, longer time you have a player working with you, the better. For us, you want the player first. All coaches would like to have the player on the first day of the window working with them. We never want to lose players who, who we think are going to stay with us, never at any moment. Always, it's uncomfortable. You can lose the players you don't want to lose because that means having possibilities to make other things. It can be uncomfortable to add players in the moment of the market because it doesn't make sense for, from our perspective. The more time you have working with them, the better adaption and the faster they adapt. We don't, as coaches, decide the timings of the market. We have other players making different decisions. Let's see what happens. Now, you know, I'm, I could hear Triple C talk all day. I just think he's such an interesting, engaging character. Um, but I think he understands, as I think we do, with our limited budget, we are going to be the last club to, you know, or one of the one of the later clubs to be making signings because of our lack of budget we know we're going to have to wait for other clubs to move and make their you know it's all, it's a domino effect isn't it you know that i think that's what not so much these days but what used to make transfer deadline day so exciting was that it was a domino effect and you'd see one player go and then that would release the funds for them to sign a player and them to sign a player and eventually it would work down to the clubs like ourselves who haven't got the most money in the world but been able to make a free or a loan that can change things um and i'm gonna go criticize steve bruce in a minute but to be fair to him he did make some decent signings he couldn't manage them but he did make decent signings and he had to do it towards the end of the window because of our lack of budget we've um god it was ever thus it when whenever we've had any money we've wasted it yeah we have yeah we've made poor it, signings it, it seems the to whole me perfect example well i mean we have made some good signings as well don't get me wrong i, I know we've made good signings in the past um but not many big money sorry to interrupt oh, but not many big money signs though, no you're right you're right i was going to go on to say to be fair that that when we lash out large amounts of money i mean you look at 2016 uh 2017 that that season when we got some money i mean you know i think when um when this uh this genius who took over um uh, we got some money then. We got about forty yeah. million quid or something like that, which is an enormous amount of money for for Albion, uh, with the sort of ownership we've always had. Um, we've always been starved of uh, of sensible uh, investment, anyway, really. But when we have got ourselves into a position of opportunity, we've we've stumbled. We've 
we've, I mean, that, when I think of that, you know, um, the, the money that we wasted on on wages, even if it wasn't um, transfer fees, it, we've done it to ourselves. But since that time, of course, um, which scared the living daylights out of the genius who took us over, um, yeah. I would have thought the, the amount of money that was wasted and the, the end result being relegation um, not long afterwards. It, so we are now in the situation because of that. We, we The decisions made by... Yeah, can you imagine if we'd have had 40, 40, 45 million quid in the coffers and Dan Ashworth had still been in charge? Oh, no. Anyway, enough said on that. I don't want to get negative in a situation like this, Christ. I can't... I can't be more positive than I feel today. So I don't want to get too negative about it, mate, to be fair. No. So um, one more thing I want to talk about before we go into the comedy show uh, is um, Glenn Hillman, uh, his comment, thank you Jim, very much. He said, boy, boy, Mike and Steve, how much did Danny Murphy and the BBC influence have on the BTA three-match ban? Uh, and hold that thought because there's another couple of comments regarding BTA. So I just want to say those as well so uh for gary mander thank you very much for your comment gary he said what do you think of the trial by television for bta some very grainy images used to find him guilty i'm a cup romantic but with a replay and an unspiring fourth round we're doing better to lose last saturday anyone doing the albion foundation sleep out i did it last year christ it was cold <laughs> cheers chaps keep up the good work um in terms of the uh the sleep out Please let us know uh, at MikeyWBFC on Twitter and Facebook, all things Albion. Let us know if you're doing the Albion sleep out. Um, and so, yeah, there was two comments about the BTA. He is a massive miss. I know he won today and it's fantastic, but he is a huge miss. He's been a quality player since he came in. Danny Murphy doing his best to keep himself relevant, I believe. He was a pretty poor player and, in my opinion, an even worse pundit. Um, but, yeah, I um, I think it was a real shame that... They made such a big song and dance about it, really. And I mean, I don't know, by the rule of the letter, I suppose it was a ban. But I just, I don't know. I, I just don't particularly like the FA at this point. Um, ever since Dan Ashworth and Rogerson were plucked from us, I haven't been a big fan. Um, I think that uh, Danny Murphy to Punditry and, and the BBC is what it's... Kenneth Zohor is to our squad. <laughs> Uh, he always That's looks, it, Danny. You might as well retire tomorrow, son. <laughs> he always looks like, to me anyway, he, he always looks like he's, he's he's licking you right off a nettle. Yeah, it's just he's not a happy man. It struck it strikes me, you know. I, and 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 he, 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 it seems to me, it seems to me that he revels in uh, in that in that side of thing. You know, finding the the unpleasant and accentuating it now. Whether he's like that, in reality, I don't know. But that's, I just thought to myself, we don't need anybody highlighting things to the FA. We don't just don't need it. It's, it's yeah. I, okay, fair enough. He, 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 he chucked his arm around the back to try and get this bloke to stop pulling on his shirt. Yeah, absolutely. But nobody talks about pulling his shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, Danny Murphy didn't say, anything about the shirt being dragged back uh, and and uh, you know and and nobody said a dicky bird about that 
their centre forward, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, dragging his, 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 the toe of his boots and the studs all down the Achilles tendon of Ajayi, did they? No. Uh, but the, because the, because the, the referee booked him for that, Nothing done about it, see? No retrospective action because the referee dealt with it. Well, because the referee didn't deal with that, I suppose that's why the uh, the almighty FA have to get involved. And um, you take a dim view, mate, and you, you know, I, I know I'm a lot older than you, but I haven't, there isn't a good thing, there isn't an aspect of the FA which pleases me. No, no time, no time for them at all. Stuffed shirts. Absolutely. Um, so... Let me just go to Mark Stevenson's comment before we move on. Um, he said that now Josh Griffiths is back, he has to. Be, he now has to be our backup keeper rather than Button. Really, really sensible, to be honest with you. And, uh, and he's right, Tony. But I just want to see him given his opportunity in a duel with the uh, with with David Button to uh, to see to see who's the second best, yeah. and then hopefully in the future, possibly the first best. So let's go on to the comedy show <laughs> section of the podcast which you don't usually have but this week there's been so much comedy i can't resist so the first thing i want to do is football focus on the bbc i watched the replay and they advertised a interview with carlos corbran and as they start the section they go right yeah and carlos corbran and then behind them they have an image that says Carlos Corbran, West Brom head coach, and then have a picture of George Alicon, who is our first team assistant coach. I saw that and just thought, what is going on? So, yeah, that's uh, good work from the BBC there, really uh, paying attention to the details. Yeah, um, mate, I'll tell you what, I'm glad I paid my I mean, uh, Yeah, your TV licence. My yeah. TV licence up front. They deserve it. Yeah. Not. So yeah. So that's the first thing. Um, the next thing was, so it's been found that on the front page of the document that's on Company's House, the loan document, they've re they've misspelt uh, Middlemore Road. They spelt it Middlemore Moor Moor. They put an extra O, basically. And I know, it, uh, you know, a few people have commented and said, I don't think it'll matter, but it just shows, like, you know, how sort of no one seems to pay any attention to detail at the Albion. It's well, not I don't, surprising, you know. I don't care. I don't care if we've hocked Middle Moor Road. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as the ground's got nothing to do with it. You know, it's yeah. like... Yeah, they can have they can have Middle Moor Road all they want. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and then the other thing I've got to go on the comedy show, and I had to, I've got to talk about this. So Steve Bruce uh, and Neil Warnock have done a podcast together. It's called the Die for Three Points podcast. Um, so I initially saw the advert on Twitter, I think, and it was like. The trailer was like it was out of a Michael Bay movie. It was like really dramatic music. And it was like, yeah, I remember. I'm at West Brom. And I thought some explosions were going to start in the background. It was really weird. Anyway, we've only had part one. Um, apparently part two is coming this Monday. Um, so I'm sure if you're suffering, you're not sleeping very well, then... 
you can put it on and you'll be asleep within minutes. But there's a couple of things I had to pick up on. Firstly, the self-indulgence that went on, you know, they were sitting there going, oh, people on phone-ins and people, you know, telling me, telling us how to do our job. Like Mike from All Things Albion, probably. Um, but they, they was then say, then they literally, like minutes later, were like, well, current managers should be doing this. Gareth Southgate should be doing that. And it's like, hang on. And then the other thing that I had to pick up on as well was Steve Bruce saying, he, he said, well, my last two big jobs, Aston Villa and Newcastle. And I was just like, oh, Steve, Steve, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> just Stop. Does anybody throw a cabbage at him? Oh, I just I've got don't. an alternative name for that podcast. Down yeah. to six. Down to six, abandon the game for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> the Battle of Bramall Lane podcast. Yeah. yeah. The Battle but, of Bra- yeah. But oh I yeah. lost I lost the Battle of Bramall Lane podcast. podcast. Yeah. You know, but I just anyway. Maybe they've been listening to all things Albion. Maybe that's why you're so bitter. But um yeah, I just Well I, I was just, going been listening to me, my, my, my contribution made, made him sick. <laughs> Probably me, me sort of saying these like ridiculous statements about, I don't know, a, a swan landing on a lake and it being well, hilariously ironic. Actually, we ain't had any of them. We ain't had any well, because Triple C is a good manager. No poetic moments. It's been quite distressing, really. Sorry, mate. I apologise. But if the thing is, though, if I was talking about Triple C, I'd be sincere, whereas like it was just one big joke. So let's go into our next couple of games. Uh, the first one being uh, Chesterfield. Uh, we're playing at the Hawthorns this Tuesday. It's the cup replay. Um, I know, obviously, the FA Cup is is something that's important. Um, and I know, like, you know, you really are a big fan of the FA Cup. But it is sandwiched in between two big games. Firstly, obviously, we looted today. And then we've got Burnley next Saturday. So could you forgive Triple C if he rotates the squad around again and some fringe players get a chance so he can rest the, the first team? I, for, I could forgive him anything. <laughs> After today, mate. I, if he moved in, if he moved in, <laughs> I think I'd forgive him. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, mate, I expect it. I, I mean, there's going to be some of that. I mean, they've worked that absolute row out today. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be amazed if um, if DK plays um, against Chesterfield. I, you know, we might we might have to he might have to completely rejig the uh, the way we the way we try and attack. Mm. Um, I wouldn't surprise me if Phillips is centre forward. Um, but I mean, I don't. Well, I, I mean, he ain't, he, he's not featured, has he, Cleary? I no, mean, I, I don't know. Well, you might be right. I, I don't know, mate. I, I would be, I'd be amazed after a, after a game like that, and then with Burnley coming up, he's got to sit down and he's got to be thinking to himself. Some of these, some of these guys. I mean, the FA Cup, yeah, it's great, and I am a fan of it, yeah, and I want to, I want to beat Chester. Chesterfield, but we ought to be able to beat Chesterfield even if we've rotated our team. Yeah, you know that was shocking Especially at home. It was it was shocking the way we we caved to them to be to be three two down. To be honest with you, I was a bit I was a bit peeved by that. Um, but no, uh, to be honest with you, I expect a rotation. There's no way you can play that team today, and then that team on Tuesday night. 
and then that team against Burnley. You, you can't. The, I mean, Malumbi needs a rest. Yeah. You know, you, the way he plays, his muscles, his human, his muscles need a rest. You, you don't want to, you don't, I mean, Yukuzlu, I can't see Yukuzlu starting because he's another one. valuable players in there at the minute. We can't be losing these. DK, DK can't be playing. He, he's yeah. good. I mean, he, he was nearly lying down and having a kip about halfway through the second half. And, you know, he, he needs, he, because it's his first 90 minutes and I'm not being nasty about the bloke. No. He had a great, he had a great game. And he worked worked their their defence from from minute one to minute ninety what was it ninety ninety nine twenty seven you know so but he, you know we, there's got to be there's got to be some common sense and and I anticipate quite a few changes yeah and then let's go on to the Burnley game because the next podcast we do it will be a reaction to both games. Um, Big game. I know we drew with them, didn't we? Um, at the Hawthorns, and when we still had Uncle Steve as manager, and we got a last gasp equaliser. I think it. Yeah, that's got to be equaliser. Um, yeah. I see. I'm, I'm hesitant to say this because I think people might roll their eyes, but you can't help but start to dream of a, an automatic promotion spot. The way I've, we're playing. I've said it. I. We've got yeah. to aim for number two. We've got to aim for that second spot. So if you're going to be doing that, you've got to try and peg back. The, I mean, I know that Burnley are a really good side and they're getting their, their wins. I mean, they beat Coventry, I think, today 1-0. I mean, they're getting their 1-0s mainly, I think, but, you know, they're, they're winning. They beat us. They beat us. No, true. But, yeah, you know, if we're going to be aiming for those top two, two spots, we've got to be trying to peg back the, the top two. Um, so... It'll be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to playing Burnley in our current form and our current. I just, you know, a completely different animal that we were under Steve Bruce, and uh, it'd be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how we can, you know, hold our own against the top of the league. Well, so am I. Uh, it, we, we, we traditionally we do pretty well against Burnley. Yeah, um, always have, and you know, okay, we've we, you know we've slipped up a couple of times. Well, I remember. Uh, I remember that Dingle um, Deutsch was really, really upset one day where we completely ambushed and won nothing, didn't we? Was that, did Artem Sakiri score that screamer against Burnley? Of the Hawthorne? Yeah, like, yeah, in the early 2000s. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. And it, so, you know, we, traditionally we do well, and um, I, I, just, I just think, well, it's possible we can turn anybody over on our day. Sheffield United, um, in his first game, Triple C's first game, made us look a bit average, to be honest with you, um, and turned us over two minutes our place, at the, up the Temple, and um, you know, but I haven't seen, I haven't seen many many situations, I haven't seen many times where where I felt like we were a bit little bit outclassed. We were that day, um, so and, and we're a different animal now, mate, to be honest with you, but we've got. A, all, all I'm trying to say in a roundabout way is we've got to aim for that second spot. I think aiming for first is probably stretching it a bit. Yeah, but, 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 yeah we're almost 20 points. We're 19 points behind Burnley. Yeah, so if we can act, but if we target second uh, and we fall short, we're falling short in that top. 18, uh, actually, sorry. Isn't that four? In, in the, the four that come next. Yeah. Whereas if we target sixth in the, 
you know, psychologically. I don't, I don't want anything getting in the way of this psychologically. I mean, they look great at the moment, so, you know, sort of fitness-wise, physically and psychologically, mentally, we look great. Yeah, and that's, that's where we're going to stay. And, and so you've got, to, you've got to raise your sights then. It's like we assign players when you're doing well. You know, you, you, you set your targets when you're playing well. Absolutely. So um, thank you very much, very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we are at, I am at MikeyWBFC. On Facebook, or if you search for All Things Albion, you'll find us over there. Um, and the best way to support the podcast and what we really appreciate is if you could follow us on your podcast platform of choice, whatever you're listening to us on right now, if you could uh, click the follow or the subscribe button, you would be really appreciated. And share it with a friend. Um, you know, if you've got a friend who wants to listen to some Albion fans talking Albion, then it's really appreciated. But one of the a couple of last things I want to say before we go. So firstly, I want to remind everybody that we are currently sixth in the league on 41 points with two points ahead of Norwich. That's a good start to next week, definitely, um, as we look forward to the Burnley game. And then, so the last thing for me to say is uh, nice one, Cyril. Boing, boing. <laughs>